0: Okay, I guess we're ready. We are ready. Welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. (laughs) My name is Mackenzie Smolin. We're taking the mask off ministry. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it is B underscore Behind the Scenes Podcast. Facebook is B dot Behind the Scenes Podcast. And we're no longer on YouTube because, you know, we're just not, we just didn't feel like it. Praise God. Praise God. We've got Pastor Spencer back. That's me. Um, And today we're going to talk about failing in ministry. Because it's important and we've been taught that you can't really get to success without failure. Yep. Um but I think people also need to know that in ministry you do fail. Yes. You can fail people sometimes yes you can fail yourself sometimes yes and you can fail god sometimes yes um, we're not talking about you know a spirit of condemnation where you always feel like a failure no it's just genuinely like yeah i failed i did i messed up yes <laughs> um and it's important to learn how to recover yes from those situations <laughs> um so <laughs> have you had any instances where you feel like you failed blatantly disobeyed God or blatantly just did something out of selfish ambition and not really obedience. And you were like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. No, you're lying. <laughs> 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 <That's> lying. <laughs>
1: um, I think we all have. Um, so you're wanting a, an, an actual instance. Yeah. Um, actual instance. Uh, let me think. I, at times, yes. I remember one time that I failed. It was a horrible fit. It was the first time I had done this as well. I had a man in my first church who was—he um, had a, a small desire for pornography. Oh. Yeah, and he happened to be the worship leader.
2: Oh,
0: is there such a thing as a small desire? I—I
1: uh, I don't know, and I'm reclusing. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So he, uh, so he—he uh, he was also the. Uh, Sunday school teacher for the teenagers. Mm-hmm. So one day, one of the fathers came to me and said, I have an issue, and I said, what's that? He goes, well, I was at the, uh, I was at the video store, that's back in then when they had VHSs, and I saw our worship leader, slash my teenagers Sunday school teacher behind the curtain where the triple X stuff was, and he came out with three or four of them. <gasps> he didn't see me, he rented them and took them home. Well, he still lived with his parents in his 20s.
2: Oh, no. And so
1: I went to his parents and I said, um, I have an issue. Your son, uh, porn and so on and so forth. And, <laughs> and they looked at me and they got mad at me. Oh! They said, how dare you tell us our son's private business?
0: <laughs> he is an okay. adult. Okay. Yeah. We
1: will never trust you again. Wow. So I learned very clearly that when information is given that you never share it with anybody but the individual that um, you're supposed to be sharing it with. Mm. In fact, somebody the other day, Pastor Rhonda's been gone since January, came up to me and said, I'm sure Pastor Rhonda told you about my situation. And I said, no. no she and she didn't did. tell me not because she wasn't alive. Yeah. <laughs> she told me she didn't tell me because we never talked like that. Right. We, we both learned that lesson.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting that they decided to get angry at you.
1: I lost... Well, I breached their trust, they felt.
0: Oh, okay. And what happened with him after that? Did you move him out of ministry or... Yes. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Because sure.
1: he liked pornography.
0: Yeah. I guess a lot. Well, praise God. <laughs> praise God. So now you wouldn't have breached that type of confidentiality just to protect yourself or protect the person or what?
1: Uh, you don't break confidentiality, number one, because it's against the law as a pastor. Oh, right. But number two, because... Um, I breached the trust of that family, which I didn't recognize that that's what I was doing. Mm. But we we learn our lessons by failures. Yeah. So failure is not falling. Failure is not getting back up. Right. And there are two types of failures. So even with my staff, I I want my staff to fail. I know that sounds mean, but it does. I want them to fail. But there's two types of failures. You have what i call terminal failures and then you have just stupid failures stupid failures are when you do what i did mm-hmm. which is you know you breached a confidence that was not smart that was not intelligent you shouldn't do that learn the lesson don't go around the mountain twice right then there are terminal mistakes a terminal mistake is one that you can never recover from right so what my goal is is always to protect the staff from terminal mistakes but then still allow them to make normal mistakes Mm -hmm. because that's most people learn more by pain than any other process right pain comes when you fail because there's always a price to that yeah so allowing someone to experience the pain if they are intelligent they put don't put their hand under the hammer again
0: right and that young man who had the the lust issue Do you think that he made a terminal mistake? He did with you, but like in ministry, do you think that he, like, God just kind of fired him right then? I mean, he was in his early 20s.
1: Yeah, uh, he wasn't a pastor. So he was like just a guy from the congregation.
0: Okay.
1: He ended up getting married, had a great family. I don't know if he continued his porn problem or not, but that was beyond my business.
0: Okay. Amen. It was. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of people who failed in the word of God. Um, A lot. A lot of people. It started out as failures. Like big. Yeah. Big failures. Adam
1: failed Mm -hmm. right out of the gate. Noah failed. Do you remember how Noah failed?
0: Yeah, he he was drunk, right? Yeah, he got drunk. Yeah, he was naked. Then his
1: other son failed, Ham. Yeah. Or was it Shem? I don't know. Let's just call it a Ham. So Ham (laughs) uh, looked at his father's nakedness, shamed him. Yeah. Therefore, he was cursed. Right. So um, then we had uh, Jacob failed. He was a liar, deceiver. Mm -hmm. That's what Jacob means then we have david failed <laughs> <That's> very sad <laughs> yeah david did really good failures he did moses did a great failure he did murdered somebody he did um uh, let me see i think jesus is the only one that didn't fail
0: yeah that makes really? sense. really yeah john the baptist didn't fail biblic like written down and biblically he died That's yeah not a i don't think he
1: failed but i you know in a sense he did in faith he failed you think so? because he sent his disciples to ask Jesus are is are you really the one yet oh. he identified him as the one in water baptism hmm. so i mean he 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 questioned even the messianic call of christ
2: hmm.
0: i wonder if he like accidentally slipped up and like ate a biscuit or something instead of just he was in jail locus and wild honey. there was no biscuits oh anyway <laughs> that's where my brain goes peter
1: really failed <laughs> harshly
0: he did he did fail
1: i mean he failed a lot of ways
0: yeah paul just started out failing
1: yeah 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 Yeah.
0: but what's interesting to me is like the difference between the failures in the word of god and maybe you can describe this a little bit more it seems like david's failure in man's eyes was like way worse than moses failure because moses failed more than once but Moses wasn't able to make it into the promised land because he decided to hit the rock again Correct. instead of speak to it. Correct. David set up a man, had him murdered, and then got his wife pregnant. Right. And so his son died as a result of that, but right. the kingdom wasn't taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't really have... That's pretty harsh if your son dies, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, like he I really know what you mean. How do those not... I don't understand... I don't understand the comparison between those. I think and it's why. all
1: coming down to a heart issue. Mm-hmm. And God is the one and only one who knows the heart. The Bible says very clearly that the heart is desperately wicked who could know it. But God knows the heart. Right. So David was called by God a man after my own heart. Right. So the issue that David created, the fall that David had was catastrophic, not only for him not only for the baby, <laughs> but for the man he had sex with his wife with. Yeah. So there are a lot of people that paid a heavy price for that. Failing though is, there's different types of failing. There's mm-hmm. just people that fail because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that uh, strategically plan a failure. And you would think that the strategic plan failure would have a greater consequence than just somebody being dumb failure. Right. Um, I don't know. Those are the don't know why things. Those are the ones that you'll never figure out things. And those are the ones that will frustrate you if you try to sit down and figure things out. Right. But there is certain things that we know from them. Mm -hmm. And that is that God is merciful. God is faithful. Mm -hmm. God is forgiving. God is restoring. Right. God not only restores, but he knew you were going to do it before you did it. Right. So it does really, when you think about it, come down to the heart issue. Mm -hmm. Because if there's an individual, I've always learned this. God, God will cover sin if he sees that the heart is genuinely repentant. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: David couldn't cover his sin because David wasn't repentant. Right. He wasn't repentant until, until the prophet showed up. That's true. And then he wasn't really repentant. He just got caught.
0: Yeah, he was just sorry. Yeah,
1: But that cost.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where, you know, there are other people, like even Peter, who, I mean, I mean he denied Jesus three times. He was more than forgiven and restored and wasn't penalized. Right. But I believe it's heart issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: David, heart issue. Uh, uh, Psalms 51. Lord, purge me with hyssop. Uh, against thee and thee only have I sinned. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, mm-hmm. Create in me a clean heart, O God. So it was David's heart mm-hmm. that prevailed over the failure. Right. Where there are people that would seemingly have less of a failure, but because we do not know their heart, their heart truly isn't after God. Their heart isn't towards obeying god their mm-hmm. heart isn't genuinely repentant yeah so therefore the consequences might look larger even though the sin would be deemed smaller
0: yeah that makes sense there was somebody else too um, i was very glad
1: that that made sense it did. it just kind of came
0: out. <laughs> it did make sense and we can look at um king saul too who made a mistake yeah. and he but he wasn't repentant he wasn't at repentant. all and so he got fired yes basically
1: Honestly, the heart is the, the, the real issue of all of us. Uh, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. So sin is, isn't passively accepted by God, but the heart is genuinely looked at by God to see whether it's true repentance or just crap I got caught.
0: Right, right. There are are different kinds of failure. There's like the sin failure, and then, like you said, like the sin failure, and then the oops, I just made a mistake. Like, I made a pretty big mistake.
1: You want to share that with us?
0: Yeah, I will, and I'm not ashamed of it. (laughs) I didn't realize how big of a thing Pregnancy Brain was, and I forgot to order candles for the candlelight service. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) And then Miss Carla found some, but then they were like the really fat ones, so everybody was like holding these big fat candles. (laughs) and it was just humiliating all around
1: and i didn't even publicize your name
0: you didn't no, no you didn't say anything about it should have although i did hear a lot of the staff who the frick ordered these candles
1: <laughs> and i was just like i'm so sorry It's all my
0: fault. <laughs> so yeah now i can order them like now that's right and everybody will have the right candles exactly praise god so there's stupid mistakes like that and then there's like Heart issue. There are heart issues. Failures.
1: You know, I always ask uh, like a couple getting ready to get married. I, uh, when they do premarital, I I ask them, name me five things you don't like about the other person. Mm -hmm. And the reason I ask that question is, first of all, if they can't name five, well, then they don't really know each other. Right. Um, But what I also look for in those five is the difference between a quirk and a character flaw. Mm -hmm. There are people that fail miserably because of their quirks. Yeah. Uh, They talk too much uh they walk too much they do just foolish things those are quirks Mm -hmm. but character flaws are matters of the heart right where it's sin or issues that will become catastrophic in their character and nature right that if god does not transition then no matter how quick they can aspire and do great things they will always implode because the issue is not from the exterior it's from the interior right it's that old trojan horse
2: mm-hmm.
0: how do you um how do you handle when you make a mistake whether it be a sin issue or just a dumb mistake and you you deal with a spirit of condemnation
1: well you have to determine in your own heart and i'm writing that book right now it's called forgiveness five ways right right And it's uh, talking about how to forgive somebody who comes and asks. That's usually the easiest one. Mm -hmm. And then how do you forgive somebody who's died? You can't ask Mm -hmm. their forgiveness. How do you forgive somebody who keeps doing the same thing over and 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 over? And See how irritating that is? Yes, yes, yes. And then how to forgive God. And then how to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. There is a genuine challenge in forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. Many people are far more more merciful to somebody else, but not to themselves.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: Um, Because they are harder on themselves and they know themselves. Right. They can't hide from themselves. Right. And conviction is our best friend. So when the Holy Spirit convicts us because we've sinned, then there is, just as you are quick to forgive somebody else, people who hold grudges, not only hold grudges against other people, they hold grudges against themselves as well. You must be quick to forgive. And you have to be because you can't change what you did. Right. You can't fix what you did. Right. So you have to make a determination. I can't fix it, but I have to move forward.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So um, when Pastor Rondo was alive, early in our marriage, we fought a lot. And we would have like intense conversations. That's another verbiage for great arguments, Mm -hmm. uh, on our way to church. (laughs) And then I'd have to come in and preach. Yeah. Well, the Bible says if your relationship with your spouse isn't right, then God doesn't even hear your prayer. Right. Right. <laughs> so I had to for- I had to ask her forgiveness, then I'd have to forgive myself before I ever got up to preach. Ugh. And it just became uh un-, un-, un not worth uh driving in the same car any longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we it actually good. drove in separate cars wow. for uh, well over a decade so yeah. that we couldn't argue on the way to church.
0: There you go. There you go. But um but there's some people who just can't seem to let like little things go?
1: You would have to ask them why. Because we all do a why. You know, we've talked about this multiple times. Right. Life is not that challenging. Um, understanding humanity is not that hard. We always try to make it deep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But most of the time it's very simple. Each individual has their own quirk, has their own issues inside themselves. So if you look at an individual that doesn't and is not easily able to forgive themselves, usually you can go back, psycho, psycho, cybernetics, go back to um, the parental overview. Mm. And it's usually the parent uh, scolding them and then lording over them with that failure that they had. Therefore, every time they tried to move on, their parent threw it back in their face. Yeah. That's why the Bible says love holds no no record of wrong. Mm -hmm. So Then what will happen as they maturate, get into uh, their their lives as young adults, as adults, as mature adults. It could go all all the way into the elderly. If they've never focused on retracting what the parent did to them, then they will hold grudges against themselves, Mm -hmm. not able to forgive themselves even for foolish things because in their psycho-cybernetics, they are always going back to their parents, saying, "You're a failure, you'll never be anything. Look, you do this all the time. See, you'll never change. you know you're worthless, you know, you're stupid, yeah. you know and and all that will come back. So I always look at when a person's unable to forgive themselves i don't I don't really talk to them about what they did. I go back to why mm-hmm. they can't forgive themselves, yeah, because that's the real issue,
0: yeah. Some people are so afraid of failure that they won't start to try to even do anything. That
1: usually goes back to parental. Yeah. You know, you can't do anything. You're a loser. You know, uh, and and the parent didn't encourage them, build them, strengthen them, cheerlead them. Um, But usually, uh, usually the parent who is that type of individual is a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. um, ADHD uh, you know, they, what do they call that? Somebody that cleans the same spot 500 OCD. times. OCD. OCD, PFR, oh, the, uh, the LMNOP, <laughs> yeah. you know. So uh, that type of person is usually the parent. Mm-hmm. And they've instilled failure into their own child. And the p- child doesn't want to, or young adult or adult or elderly, doesn't mm-hmm. want to step out on nothing to land on something because they can hear psycho-cybernetics, the echoing of their ear of their parents saying, see, I told you you'd be a failure.
0: Yeah, and that's very powerful. I know. I know people. They'll take it one of two ways. They'll be like an extreme driver in life, but every little failure, or every little bump that they hit in life, they will take it as like the worst thing that's ever happened to them and they'll beat themselves up or they'll go the exact opposite way and they'll just stay in the same area of life yeah. for 15 years. It's usually two extremes.
1: Usually if I fail, um, which is not hard, you know, anybody that says they're perfect is a liar. Right. Right. That's why Jesus said, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Right. First John chapter one, verse nine. He wasn't saying that to the unbelievers. He was writing that to the church. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know that sin comes because of James chapter one. We meditate on the sin and then becomes life and then it it becomes sin. Yeah. So when I fail, I, and, and you feel guilt and shame, I have to address myself and this is another issue that most people don't deal with Mm -hmm. is the addressing of themselves Mm -hmm. the moment you start using excuses of why you failed you failed again right because now you've given yourself the right to continue to do that thing yeah now self-validation is extremely important to be able to sleep at night Mm -hmm. so what i do when i fail is um i feel guilt the conviction of the holy spirit conviction your best friend Because the Holy Spirit's job is to keep you from separation from God. And so sin separates from God. And so I will then say to myself, why did you do that? What was really the motivation? And then I'll get to, all right, now let's be honest with myself. Why did I overrun the Holy Spirit's conviction before I did it?
0: Right, right.
1: Because if you just address the why you did it, it doesn't work. The real question is why you overrode the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to the why you did it.
0: You think the Holy Spirit is always going to tell you or warn you before you fail? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. You know whether or not you should walk down that that trail or not. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter, I want to say three and four, deals with don't even walk down the street of the perverse woman. Right. Don't even walk down the street. So if you're walking down the street, Duh.
0: You're putting yourself in that position. You're putting yourself in the position. Yep.
1: And the Holy Spirit will always tell you, don't do that. Don't go down that street. Well, if you choose to, and you fail, you have to really evaluate yourself really because this is, we're getting back to the heart factor. Yeah. You know, why did your heart want to do that? Well, I didn't want to, I just failed. No, 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 that's not true. Right. You wanted to do that or you wouldn't have failed.
2: Yeah.
1: So it gets down to what is your real motivation? What is the real thought process? why are you validating yourself to override the roadblock of the holy spirit and until you truly are honest with yourself concerning that you'll keep falling into the same pit and then sit back and say well i don't understand why well you do understand why you've just chosen not to address why you overrode the why before you did the why
0: right how do you how do you deal with public failure versus private failure
1: well that's very serious yeah so private sin demands private repentance public sin demands public repentance Mm -hmm. which is where people go hide what people do these days is when they fail in a church they'll just move to another church right so that's how they hide but be sure your sins will find you out yeah Now, again, I believe that the Lord will forgive. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if God sees that you're genuinely repentant, he will cover your sin. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If he sees you are not genuinely repentant, then he will give you opportunity after opportunity to realign yourself. And if not, then he will divulge that sin to save you from yourself. Yeah. I remember one time I had a prophetic word and I'm not, as you know, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly prophetic, Mm -hmm. but when I get a word, it's a word. And so, um, I stood up behind, behind the pulpit one Sunday and I said, the Lord showed me that there's an individual here. You're in gross sin. And if you do not repent today, that God is going to unveil that sin and it will be public. Praise God. Yeah. By the end of the week, he was in the newspaper.
0: Oh No. Yikes. I can you just sit on that one for a second? Yeah.
1: But that was his choice. Right. He chose not to make his heart right. God responds to right hearts.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, failing in ministry when you're connected with people and people look up to you and they follow you, they've submitted to you is a lot different than just failing in your personal life.
1: Well, what you're dealing with is what we call the trust bank. Miles Monroe talks about that. Yeah. That people follow you because they trust you. Mm -hmm. So you can have 35 years of trust and in one hour or one minute or seconds, 35 seconds, Mm -hmm. you can destroy someone's trust bank. Yeah. And what you've taken 35 years to build, you can actually have to start all over building that bank again. Yeah. Yeah. Problem is, it's harder to build the bank the second time than it was the first.
0: Yeah. How do you win people's hearts back if you've failed them?
1: Most of the time, you can't. Really? Yeah. Most of the time, you just let them go and you have to move on. That's sad. It is sad, but there's consequences to sin. And when a seed is sown, there is always a harvest. Yeah. Uh, unless the Lord of the harvest will cover that seed.
0: Do you think that there's... So, <laughs> there's one particular minister that I'm thinking of and... Um, he has admitted to adultery a lot. Like in the last five years, he's come out publicly to his congregation, I think four times now. And Busy his ad- guy. Yeah. And his, has admitted his adulterous affair. And that's not to judge his heart. But do you think there's like something wrong? Well, with well the- I just
1: want to stop you there because okay. what do you mean that it's not to judge his heart?
0: Well, I'm... Now, if you, not do
1: some, if, you do this, if you do a sin once and you repent mm-hmm. heart well then you don't do it again right so you can judge a person's heart for you shall know them by their fruits right if they bang four other women besides his wife the fruit on that tree is pretty evident
0: right so what uh, what I'm asking is do you think there's something strange going on with the congregation who continues to stay under him
1: oh absolutely I mean I mean If a, if a pastor does sin in that, let's just say once, so he commits adultery, Yeah, he has to be restored. You know, that takes time. Yeah. Because again, you have to rebuild that trust bank. Right. So they can't stay in the pulpit. They've got to step down. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy Swaggart did his stuff, you don't remember Jimmy Swaggart. No, I don't. That was before your time. Jimmy Swaggart was probably one of the largest evangelists on the planet at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Just in Central America, I believe he raised $40 million a year for missions. Wow. Yeah, he was huge. Um, Actually, that's how I cut my teeth preaching on the Jimmy Swag. I would watch him every Sunday morning. Oh. And I studied how he preached, him and Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. Wow. So my style is really created from those two examples. Mm -hmm. But he uh, was caught uh, in a hotel room with a prostitute in Louisiana, I believe, in Louisiana. Nice. So he got on international television, weeping oh. and saying how sorry he was.
0: Is that on YouTube? Oh, I'm sure. Interesting. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: And so he's weeping. You know, I, I I repent, and it was I was wrong. And but then a few months later, he got got caught with a prostitute in his car.
2: Oh
0: my goodness.
1: <laughs> so you know, he kind of like.
0: He could have gone for like. It's fine. <laughs> it's, I won't say it. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So the issue, you know, he actually was then trying to be brought under um, restoration process through the denomination. I believe it was a God at that point. Mm-hmm. And he refused even to come under restoration. Ooh. So he said, I can't afford to step away. Well, you didn't step away. You chose a way. Yeah. And, but he didn't do it. Now he's back, and he's doing his thing. I think he's in his eighties. and is he really? He has a full-time satellite on direct TV and wow, I don't know about the other ones, but on tv as a direct you know it's uh, a swaggered twenty four hour a day satellite thing.
0: Do you think people who have made terminal mistakes like that that God plans to ever use them in a ministerial capacity ever again?
1: It's a matter of the heart,
0: yeah. Because it's not like, I mean, I'm sure he is touching a ton of people's lives now and people are getting saved through his ministry yep, and stuff. Yeah. Um. But like you said, like just are, are there degrees of terminalness to failures like that?
1: Well, if you touch children, it's pretty terminal.
0: Yeah, that's bad.
1: Uh, You know, there's that recent one we were talking about on the way in about that. Mm-hmm. That preacher is 70 years old. He, mm-hmm. Took a girl's virginity at 16 years old and had a sexual relationship with her for 20 years. Horrible. Then she just blew the whistle. Yeah. Well,
0: he's done. Yeah.
1: I mean, his credibility is gone. The trust bank, because it's on international news. Yeah. (laughs) His trust bank is pretty, pretty drained. Yeah. And he's at 70. So most likely he doesn't have enough time to regain.
0: Right. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. That's absolutely Well, the Bible
1: says that there are criteria to be a pastor, to be a minister, to be a bishop. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is uh, the husband of one wife must have a good reputation amongst the community. Right. So if the reputation isn't good amongst the community because of a sin, Mm -hmm.
0: uh,
1: then you're disqualified there. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't move to a different community, but you need to be restored Mm -hmm. under authority.
0: Yeah. And it's it's probably the stakes are a little bit higher now because of everything that can just be put on the internet. Oh
1: yeah. The media is, I mean, that would have been done 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. No one in town would have even known.
0: Right. Right. I mean, gossip is like a, a problem. Obviously it's a sin, but you can find out the truth about somebody yeah. very quickly just yeah. over the internet. Yes. <laughs>
1: Nowadays it's easy to stalk.
0: Yeah. You can't really hide.
1: No. And if you post it on social media, you don't want to hide or you wouldn't be posting. Right. Somebody said to me, are you a stalker? Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. We all are. Yeah. You know, is
1: it actually stalking if they put it on social media?
0: Well, no, it's Mm. not
1: stalking. It's they've made their life public. Right. Once you become a pastor, your life is public. Yeah. Uh, The larger you become whether you be a politician or whether you be a pastor or your public figure possibility, Mm -hmm. um, when you enter into that, you forego your right to your privacy.
0: Right, right. And being in the position of a pastor or a minister um, is kind of difficult in a way um, because people don't, when, when you make a mistake, people don't forgive the human side of you very quickly.
1: No, they don't at all. Some never will. Right. Even though they probably made the same choice negatively 16,522 times 0.3. Right. But because you're a public figure, because you're a minister of the gospel, they won't even forgive you once. Right. And so that's, but that's what happens the larger leader you become. Mm -hmm. We would never have known David stole a guy's wife, impregnated her, killed her husband, if he hadn't been the king of Israel.
0: Right, right. And that's what makes mistakes so much heavier because people don't look at you all the time as, I, I will never look at you as Michael Spencer. It's right. always gonna be Pastor Michael Spencer. Right. Um, and to people who don't even know the gospel, you are Jesus to them, you yes. are God. So something very, very little that might not even seem like a mistake could potentially taint well, how they view Moses, Jesus. Right.
1: He struck instead of spoke. Right. That was a hard issue between him and God. Right. But to the people, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And very, very little things can potentially destroy your the lord's reputation you're an ambassador of christ so something something as simple as like you having a stain on your shirt somebody could be like oh you're a sloppy pastor and it's not even like a mistake (laughs) like you might not even know that it's there
1: i had a lady write me a letter one time i wore a black suit with a black shirt with a black tie and i had my white goatee and she wrote me a letter saying i can never watch you again you look just like satan (laughs) (laughs)
0: that you can't it's like it's like things that aren't even a mistake or aren't even bad they're just counted against you yes so that's that's just it's difficult to deal with um in ministry and that's where like stupid things like you can allow condemnation to come in and really just eat you alive over things that have nothing to do with mistakes
1: you have to determine that you're gonna fall up not fall down
0: yeah and what is what do you mean by that
1: falling up is you're going to fail Mm -hmm. if you are going to be a forward thinker if you are going to be a visionary, if you're going to be a person that is actually ever going to make something occur, you have to be willing to fall. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to make mistakes. Yeah. And when you make a mistake, you have to be willing to fall forward rather than fall backwards because right. falling backwards simply means that you're going to be in self-condemnation. You're going to be afraid to move forward because you might fail again. Falling forward says, you know what I have failed. Nine thousand times trying to trying to uh, create the incandescent light bulb,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that means now I know nine thousand ways not to create the incandescent light bulb. Right. So you have to be willing to fall forward rather than fall backwards. You are going to make mistakes. Yeah. If you're wise, you don't make terminal. Right. If you are. Wise, you, no matter if you are or not, you're going to make regular types of stupid mistakes and stupid choices. Right. And you should be wise enough to fall forward and learn from them. And if not, well, then, you know, let's be real. And, and Peter had that. Peter fell a lot, but he fell forward. Mm-hmm. So much forward that Jesus called him the rock. And on this rock, I'll build my kingdom. So mm-hmm. Peter preached the very first message of the gospel. Not too long after he denied jesus 3 times and went and left left the lord and went back to fishing
2: right
0: right yeah falling forward and determining that you're going to make a new plan and hopefully not do the same thing over again um takes courage it does i think it takes courage
1: people don't people don't realize that they just think life is going to be easy mhm and it will be if, oh, I gotta say this right. I gotta be nice. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the person collecting the money in the booths? Yes. They don't ever have to worry about falling forward.
0: That's true. I know what you mean.
1: They're going nowhere. Yeah. God did not create you to collect money in a booth.
0: Right. We should have technology to be able to take those jobs they over. They do that now. Oh, yeah, they do. the little pictures. So those people oh.
1: now are on uh, you know, social services and we're paying them more money. Yeah. Because they don't want to fall forward. They don't want to accelerate. They don't want to be what God's called them to be. Right. They don't have a heart right. for God. Because yeah. if you have a heart for God, God is always moving. Yeah. Um, and you have to be willing to move with God. Yeah. So not everybody is going to fall forward. Not everyone's going to fall in a sense at all and the majority won't Mm -hmm. and if they do no one will know or remember because well if a tree falls in the forest but no one's around does anybody hear it
2: right no
1: if you are not going to be a forward thinker a visionary a purpose a person of purpose uh, whether you are a great leader a small leader or some type of leader if you are moving forward, you have people around you, they'll hear the tree fall. Right. I'd rather hear a tree fall
0: than be alone in the forest. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm trying to fall forward now. It's been scary. <laughs>
2: no, so, okay, here's
0: here's how I failed. I think, so you remember when we first tried to record those three songs, like a while ago? Yes. Yeah, so I went up, um, I met with the guy that was supposed to record our songs and Something like in my spirit just didn't feel right. I had one guy come up in the church to me and told me, you know, don't record with that guy. But I didn't trust that guy who told me. So I was like, whatever. But I should have (laughs) I should have known. Um, But yeah, so I asked um, another individual who I know knows the guy personally. And I said, do you trust this person? Should we record with him? And what he said was, you'll get a good product. And I picked up on that, like, you'll get quality, but like, I'm not going to tell you anything about the character of the person. Right. So I picked up on that. And every time we went up to go and record with him, I just didn't feel right. He was not nice to us, like at all, like he was not a nice person. And then he ended up like stealing our songs. Right. So I should have, yeah, like I should have listened to the Holy Spirit um, on that and I should have just gone with it. But I was thinking, the Holy Spirit was revealing heart. Yes. But I thought it was just me being like judgmental, right. harsh Mackenzie. Right. So I was like, well, he's the only guy around, whatever. Like I should have just prayed about it a little bit longer and found different solutions. But I thought, you know, that was that was a little bit of a mistake. We lost a little bit of money. My feelings were hurt. I was very upset.
1: She was very upset.
0: But now <laughs> but now we're getting ready to record well, originals ask you a question. again.
1: Your feelings were hurt. Yes. How did I treat you?
0: Um, you treated me well. You didn't get angry at me. We learned from it because it it was a stupid mistake. Right. It wasn't terminal. No, it wasn't maternal. A maternal? A a maternal mistake. And then you talked to him for a little bit and then you just said, let it go. Whatever.
1: So it's, it's, we will always make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You don't have to always fall in sin. We don't have to sin. We choose to sin. Right. But you will always make mistakes. Yeah. You just have to make a decision that I can learn from that. Yeah, I don't need to go around the mountain twice. I can learn from that, move forward from that, use that as a stepping stone uh, of success because now I recognize what I should and shouldn't do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you can fall backwards, curl up in a ball and say, I'm afraid to make a mistake so therefore I'm not gonna move forward And your life be truly a failure right because true failure is not fulfilling god's destiny for your life exactly that's true failure yeah when people say to me what is success to me success is not money money's easy Mm -hmm. money comes money goes money is never an issue there's more money out there than you could ever imagine Mm -hmm. you look at a pair of glasses there's a screw in those pair of glasses that guy's a millionaire you know, when you look at some rims, they have a little plastic piece of uh, round stuff that goes around the outside of the lens. That guy's a millionaire. Yeah. You know, you got the plastic on the things for the ear that that guy's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got you've got uh, laces on your shoes. That guy's a millionaire. You're drinking a coffee. Uh, the straw. That dude's a millionaire. Right. You know, we can go through that. Success is not money. Success is fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Amen. So true failure is not not being successful in the world's mentality. Mm-hmm. True failure is not being successful in God's mentality. Right. Of the actual purpose of why he has you on the planet. Right. So whether it be a sinful fall, whether it be a ignorant fall. I said ignorant instead of the word stupid. Right. Um. Whether it be you know you you got led into a fall, no matter all those things don't matter. What matters is what are you going to do with it? Right. How can you be propelled away from it? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a terminal mistake, that's different. Yes. You might have to have Plan B. hmm But as long as it's not heart issues, then you will always stand at stand mm-hmm. in Plan
0: A. Amen. Um, one more thing. There's a verse um, in Romans that says, God works all things to the good of those that love him. Usually we, we kind of connect that verse to when people are attacked by the enemy. You know, no matter what happens, God will make it work for our good. Do you think that verse still applies to our failures? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Except for the terminal mistakes. Right. Uh, the thing about terminal mistakes is that They'll, those are the ones that follow you all the days of your life. Yeah. And that you just can't seem to escape.
0: God still throws your sin as far as the east is to the west, though. I'd say
1: God doesn't forgive it. Right. But some things you can't repair character. Mm-hmm. And character is all you have. Yeah. You can't recreate character. Right. It's who people perceive you to be. How they perceive you is how they receive you. Mm-hmm. So if your character has been maligned because of choices that have hindered opportunity to pe- for people to trust you, then genuinely you have lost the microphone, the platform, and voice to have influence. Mm-hmm. Where you have no influence, you cannot be a leader. If you cannot be a leader, you won't have followers. If you don't have followers, then you can't fulfill God's purpose because we're all called to lead in some capacity.
0: Right. Do you, so do you think that when you make terminal mistakes he takes you out of a certain level of leadership but still puts you in a different level
1: yeah you can you can be restored to different levels you can maybe never get back to where you were supposed to be right you disenfranchised yourself mm-hmm. but uh, I believe God can he makes a great scrambled egg he does he can't put the egg back together right but you he can make a great scrambled egg
0: amen Well, guys, if you feel like you failed terminally, let him scramble your eggs.
1: Yes. Throw some bacon in there, a little cheese. (laughs) Come on now, chives. I mean, he could, yeah. Well, I mean, he can make, he can make a great scrambled egg. Yeah. The problem is, is that there are times you will not be able to, when you make those terminal mistakes there are times you can never be restored to what the original plan was for God.
0: Yeah. And you'll probably hear more about that in detail when we're judged. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, everybody fails in ministry. Yeah. Not everybody has to fail terminally, but everybody makes stupid mistakes. And as long as we decide to fail forward, learn from our mistakes be real with god and be real with ourselves you know why we decided to disobey why we decided to um, not listen to the holy spirit why we did that thing three times even though we weren't knew we weren't even supposed to do it um making sure that your heart is checked Mm -hmm. we should be good i agree we should be
1: good yeah you have to make sure your heart is good Mm -hmm. that's the key god's looking at your heart he's not looking at anything else yeah you know love covers a multitude of sin so even if you're stupid making ignorant choices if your heart is correct he can fix it Mm -hmm. if not like david i mean those were terminal mistakes you would presume and they were terminal yeah for the boy and for the, the wife's husband
0: yeah there are like certain things that um, people not in ministry can get away with that people that are in ministry cannot get oh, away absolutely. with. absolutely. Like I was watching, I'm so sorry to admit this, I was watching Couples Court. I don't know. Couples Court is a show where like these couples are like finding out that they're like cheating on each other. It's just drama, whatever. And so <laughs> this guy are was... Are you
1: like pregnant or maybe emotional at this moment? Maybe, I'm like a little that? emotional.
0: <laughs> so this guy, um, no, this woman caught her fiance continually going out to dinner with her best friend. Over like a period of like, I don't know, three or four months. She found out in couples court, it's probably all staged, but whatever. She found out that he was really planning on um taking her away to like a destination wedding and he wanted her best friend's advice. But they were going out to dinner alone, him and the friend. So she found out his heart was right, and so she was way able to forgive him. If you're like a minister. And you're doing that publicly with someone else's best friend, like your fiance's best friend. You're done. So that that would be like a terminal mistake for a minister. Well, remember
1: though, is the higher level leader you are, Mm -hmm. the less freedoms you have. Yeah. Somebody said to me, well, I don't feel convicted having this or saying this or going here or going there. I said, well, that's beautiful. I said, but if you continue doing that, God can never elevate you. Right. Because whether you like it or not, you, you have to surrender your personal identity. You have to surrender and people don't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to surrender their freedoms, Mm -hmm. but the higher level you become, and I'm not just talking ministry, you know, when somebody goes for the Supreme court, they dig all the way when they were teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers. Did you smoke pot when you were a teenager? And they have, they, I mean, they're 65 years old (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and they're still going after their teenage years. Why? Well, because the moment you breach a certain level, your liberties are now uh, surrendered Mm -hmm. and the integrity has to be higher. Yeah. So you have to watch what you do, watch where you go, watch what you say, watch how you act. Mm -hmm. And you have to really keep a a genuine heart towards God because you need his mercy. Yeah. If you need mercy, give mercy.
2: Amen
0: amen well we'll end it there folks thank you for listening to the behind the scenes podcast where we fail forward amen merry christmas merry christmas have a great day